pasa la juca si no le voy a dar con esa. to the first ever Copa Tejas all team pod. I am so excited to be joined by so many good looking men. Um, <laughs> gotta love that. Um, we're excited. The season's about to kick off. We have the home openers this weekend. We have a couple kicking off uh, like Thursday, Friday. Um, what I'm gonna do is we're gonna go around and kind of share who we are. I'll start. I am Danielle Goronsky. I am the one of the founders of Copa Tejas. My partner in crime is Steve Arters. We are both San Antonio residents and um, we love just supporting our Texas partners. Well, we are SA Soccer Roundtable. Um, we're here in San Antonio, grassroots podcast covering all things here in San Antonio, soccer related from high school to semi-pro all the way up to uh, San Antonio FC. I am Scott Borowski. Harry. Raja Casarena. Harry needs no last name. Everyone should know him. <laughs> Dude, it's just right. Harry. El Paso. Yeah, I'm uh, Phil Baki. I'm from the Seriously Loco Soccer Pod, one of the one of our four co-hosts out here, and we cover everything El Paso Locomotive. Um, and looking forward to another great Copa Tejas season. Hopefully, a little better than last. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind last year's, man. All right. New season, new slate. All right, Austin. How y'all doing out there? I'm uh, I'm Irving Bernal, uh, one half of uh, Three Birds Boldcast, uh, covering you know. The Austin Bold FC, and along with, you know, a little Crystal Palace thrown in there, a little Liverpool. Usually I'm side by side with my brother, but he was called out on the service call actually today. So, you know, we got that's, you know, building America on a daily basis. So he got called out. It is what it is. So I'm here representing us. So looking forward to the little, little footy talk with y'all, man, for sure. Awesome. RGB. <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Edson Ochoa. I'm the co host of uh, Down in the Valley podcast. Uh, I'm um, a. I was born and raised in the Rio Grande Valley, pr proudly, uh, due to work. Moved here to Houston, Texas. But I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing my my fair share in um, in covering RGBFC, not only for the RGB, but also here for the Dynamo fans in Houston. Excellent. So a little side note, I want you guys to know, and this is not widely known, when we first hopped on Twitter and we were looking for like the supporters groups. I had no idea who was anywhere. And so I was just like, oh, who's tagging and adding? And the Three Birds was actually, of all four markets, was actually one of the first responders on Twitter of, yes, we're here. Yes, we've got contact. We love this. And so I just want to give a shout out to Three Birds because okay. they were <laughs> visible on, on Twitter and responded. I love when people <laughs> respond. No, I mean, we actually try to make a point of that. Anytime anybody, I know some people may call it annoying or something, but as soon as we get a follow, we make it a point to try and like get back to every single person, like direct message, appreciate the follow y'all. Thank y'all very much. And actually that's how I looked up for all of y'all too. So uh, uh, who's got Texas USL podcast up? So I'm gonna go add them first right away. So appreciate y'all for helping us out a little bit too. No problem. Thank you. And that's how you build community. That's what it's about. It's each one, um, in our neighborhoods and our community, um, following the team and following us. Um, so I'm going to take a quick minute and kind of give a history because Steve and I usually have 
30 seconds to give like, what's the history of Copateas and how did it come about? And so we don't often get time to share kind of some of the things that want to happen and some of the decisions we made. Um, and we did some cool things in the off season or some, some people may think they're interesting and not really cool, but I kind of think they're cool. Um, so we were kind of part of some supporters groups in SAFC, shout out to Crocketeers, 210, Mission City. Um, and everyone's kind of been talking about a derby, a derby, a derby, because um, us and RGV have been around, rivalry from day one, those are the big games. And so it had just kind of started happening. And then, you know, Austin said they had a team in El Paso. And so for months, Steve and I were kind of talking about it with some people. And finally, one day, Steve goes, hey, you want to start a derby with me? And I'm like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> so we just kind of, I don't know how we did it or we didn't even think about the end result. And now it's almost like a full-time job for us. Um, we just dove right into it. And so we threw around a couple names. And so... You know, being the good millennial slash Gen Xer I am, I'm like, well, let's see what the handles are. What comes up on Instagram? Um, let me tell you, anything with the word trophy is a little scary in what comes up. It's mostly <laughs> like dead gear, dead moose, people with guns. I was like, Steve, we've got to eliminate any uh, naming of anything with the word trophy. And then Lone Star was pretty much, we've got clubs in every every one of our markets with Lone Star. So um, we kind of ended up with Copa Tejas. And the only thing was there's years and years ago, you guys may all remember this, there was like some Houston competition or tournament with some like MLS and Mexico teams called Copa Tejas, which is now, or Copa de Tejas, now dead in the water and defunct. Um, so one of the things I did is I just started researching. I'm like, okay, What's the most well-known derby in the USA or derby? I'm probably going to get tweets about calling it the right name. Um, <laughs> spelled with an E. Um, and so we started to do some research on Cascadia Cup because that's so well-known. It's so popular. It's so big. Um, it's, you know, all within that little region in the Pacific Northwest. And that's kind of what we were going for and what we wanted to base it on. So one of the things I saw was that the Cascadia Cup um, has been around since the 70s. Um, all three of those teams started, um, I'm going to get this wrong here, he's probably can, can jump in like way NASL, NASL days and all the way back, you know, in the 70s, they were all lower level. And then people started to move up to MLS and now they're all finally in MLS. But one of the big things that happened that I found was there was some contention over the term Cascadia Cup because the supporters started it, they named it, they built it up, they created it to be what it was. And MLS came in and the teams came in and everyone basically had some litigation. Everyone wanted a piece of the pie. Everyone wanted all that. And so I never want that to happen in our community. I don't want the teams to be fighting with the supporters group to be fighting with the league because everyone wants a piece of the pie to be able to label um, and put, put the name on things. And then when we start talking about television rights to be able to say it and use it, and so one of the things that Steve and I talked about is we like, we don't want that. We want us to enjoy the game and come together as a community. So early on, we started looking into what it would take to um, register the name as a trademark. And so we have been hustling all, at the end of last season, all this season, and we actually submitted it and got the rights to own Copa Tejas. So right now, Copa Tejas is owned by Steve Arters, the founder of Copa Tejas. Um, 
and we'll convert all that over to our official um, business and everything. But we currently own it. So Copa Tejas is a registered trademark. And we're, I got to figure out how to put the little R on everything. I'm not that <laughs> advanced. Like ask, ask the guys in the essay when I do a podcast with them. I, I didn't even know how to work a webcam. Um, you guys all have these fancy like microphones. I'm like, I got a laptop. I know I'm a rookie here. Um, so we're registered and we're excited about that. And, you know, it's official. It's not just a little like for fun, uh, you know, kind of background backyard pickup game. We're, we're official. We are, we are official with the United States of America. Um, and so um, we're excited. That was a big step um, for our, what we what was small a year and a half ago, um, but it's kind of come full circle. So um, it's our one year anniversary. Yay! Yeah. I'm curious, Danielle. What was the uh, worst name you think you guys came up with instead of Copa Tejas? What were some of the other candidates? <laughs> oh my gosh! I need to go back and look. I think at one point I threw out like the Cactus Cup. Um, <laughs> That's pretty. I was like, yeah, there's cactus here. Um, queso, queso bowl was already taken. I mean, we were literally just throwing out anything and everything. Um, and then, like, I'm not from Texas, so I started so throwing some stuff out, and Steve's like, Danielle, that's not Texas. Um, or something would be a line like, you know, I wanted something with, like, a bull, and, and we're, he's like, no, that's to RGB. RGB. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, how do we pick colors? I'm like, there's every color in every team. How do we pick colors? So we just, we're like, we're Texas. We're going to own it. Red, white, and blue. Um, and so we just, we kept it, we kept it Texas. So it works. That's awesome. Congratulations on the trademark. Thank you. That's Thank you. It's deal. pretty significant. Now, I know you had a couple other quick announcements, though, before we kind of get into our debate, maybe a, another reveal of, of something kind of in relation to that trademark, you know, what you guys are doing with some of the proceeds and, and everything. So we got a lot. Steve and I got a lot going on, and we're just two people. I'm working on getting us an intern. I need, I need a college student who's much better at Twitter than I am. So a couple things, super excited. So if you have not been on our website or on our Twitter um, or I think I put it on Facebook. We have a new logo. We we attempted a logo contest. Is everyone's aware that was an epic fail? And I'm gonna blame the curse, New Mexico United, our united enemy, um, for just always do dogging that, right? Just um, yeah. blame them like for everything. Yeah, y'all looking for something to do for free. Yeah. Thing. So. Well, you know, there's a ton of great artists out there. Like, there's all these I people. Mean, it's not a yeah, I'm like. So anyway, we had Annalie Diego, who is a local artist, and she does logos and graphic design. She did a fantastic job. We kind of gave her some ideas for the logo. I was absolutely adamant that I did not want a shield because I feel like the one company that does all the logo design for USL and MLS has the same, like, flat top shield. So... I was like, oh, let's get the Portland Thorns with the with the circle. So we went that route. So once you have a logo, you can do all sorts of fun stuff. So first thing I did is I got on Sticker Mule and like any good supporters group, I ordered us some stickers. <laughs> so we will be coming to your market. Woo, we got some RGB swag. 
Um, so Steve and I are putting together our our tour our tour dates. Um, so the trophy will be making the haul to El Paso and RGV. I cannot tell you when because we are playing dueling schedules right now. Um, but we are definitely coming down. Um, or if not, the trophy will definitely be in El Paso and RGV this year. They will have stickers um, to hand out. So make sure you find the trophy, get your sticker, get a picture with the trophy. So that's exciting. The other thing that we did once we were trademarked, so it's not in an us merchandise thing. One of the things that we're asking and that we've kind of put into our trademark guidelines is if any of the teams use the logo, and I think this would be awesome, is if someone like got the logo on like, you know, a third kit for Copa games, um, is that any sales from that product, a portion of the proceeds goes to the local supporters groups. So we want to, it's a supporters cup, it's supporters driven. If you're going to use our logo to make money, I'd like some of that to go back to the team. So, or if you want to, if like the Austin Bold, if they wanted to make like a Copa Teos scarf because they want it and they're selling it, we want that money to go back to the team. So those are just some of the things we're asking. So supporters groups, if you're listening, ask your team to start using the logo on merch so that you guys can make some money. Um, so that's one of the things that we're doing. Um, we also have a big reveal coming, but I can't do it today because my, um, it's going to be cool. And I am going to get slammed once I release it and I'm not ready to do that, but we've got something really cool and fun coming. And the SA guys, um, got a sneak peek and, um, they'll give me a thumbs up. It's Perks. Perks. Perks, being local, buddy. Perks. I'll show you guys after so you can be just as excited as I am about this. <laughs> but it's it's for we will be releasing it soon. I there's just a little like technical difficulties that I'm having. So um, Blame the intern you don't have. That's what I always do. Uh, <laughs> it's the intern's fault. So um that's one of the things that some of the little fun things that we've got going on. So um, be looking for that uh, and be ready for it. So I know you guys don't want to hear me talk. Uh, you guys are ready to hear the debates and the arguments. And basically I'm only on here as a referee. I need to get my red cards out. It's so bad at my kitchen table. We've got um, referee flags. Um, so if I have to do some waving or get my cards out, um, I'll get them out on you guys. So, so how many yellow cards can we get? Two. Two. Harry, if you get two yellows, I'm kicking you off. All right. That's it. Harry's going for the, the straight red. red. Come on. You don't know Harry. Okay. So if you get two yellows, the rest of you, there's only one of you. Come on. I want a slide taco. So who's going to so who's gonna be the Sergio Ramos of, of this uh, show? Harry, oh, Mm, Phil, maybe. I think Phil's our Sergio Ramos. <laughs> I'm getting vibes from you, Phil. That's, That's all I can say. That was that was an unwarranted cheap shot. Nothing but love. No, all right. It's probably. Thing, I think, do we dive in with who's going to win Copa Tejas this year? Well, I already put it out there. I put, uh, I put my predictions out. I predicted El Paso. Um, only because so far SAFC cannot beat RGV to save their life, even mm -hmm. up two goals and a man, but you know, we won't go over that. 
So. Neither can El Paso, for that matter. RGV <laughs> is like our bogey team. Actually, all Texas teams were our bogey team last year. So. <laughs> it was a pretty even race. He's really well outside of Texas. Yeah, we're great as long as as long as they're not within the uh, the state limits. We're we're fantastic. But any team in Texas, it's like our kryptonite for some reason. So we'll see. If none of y'all pick y'all's own team, get out. Like. Just get out. Don't. Well, not all of us can be uh, homers, buddy. Did you, did you just call us out? I was like, finally, no, somebody. Each and one of y'all better say y'all's team. I don't want to hear nothing about nothing else. I, I say, say nothing. Austin Bowl is going to win it. That's who's going to win it. I think, <laughs> so back-to-back champions? Back-to-back champs from next year. Just hey, just write it down. Just keep just scribbling. Just keep putting the name down on that trophy. The, putting, <laughs> the trophy now has little plaques with each team who won in the year. So it'll be like eventually it'll be like the Stanley Cup where it's got multiple bases. And just just put quotations like the same thing all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way down. Austin <laughs> Bold. I think San Antonio FC's probably made the most changes, though, to the entire roster. So, you know, not only the head coach, but, I mean, it's almost an entirely new team that we have as well. So, for most upside potential, I think i got to give that to SAFC. I think, I think for me, uh, that's the biggest issue I have uh, with, our, with our GV is that, once again, we have a brand, almost a brand new roster. And then we lost in the off season, uh, my boy uh, Chuy Enriquez. Thank you. Who was one of the uh, one of the <laughs> he was one of the players that kept on pushing everybody around him, and you saw it in that match uh, on at uh, Toyota Field uh, last season, where you would see him. You know, he was he was trying to get the 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 Toros animated, even though we were a man down, and uh, and now you guys have that 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 motivator. Uh, on your team, so I don't know who's gonna step up uh, for RGB uh, this season in, in that aspect. But that's, but I, I still think that even with all of this, I still think uh, El Paso might take it, just because I think they've been strong in the off season. Edson, I'm telling on you. <laughs> oh no, I don't oh, know. I'm pretty sure they're listening. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy to accept any and all bandwagon jumpers uh, to El Paso. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No, just, just joking. Um, no, I, I, I think. Uh, I mean, I was, I was lucky enough to watch the San Antonio uh, preseason match against El Paso, and despite the fact that a lot of the guys that that you guys brought uh, to that friendly were like academy trialists, that sort of thing. Um, first half. The, the the first team players like pressed really intensely like ran us into the ground so um, there's definitely like different kind of different vibe around San Antonio this year so um, it's definitely I don't know I think this is a pretty wide open cup as it stands like there's there's not a clear front runner and we saw last year even the team that finishes the highest could finish last in this cup so like because that literally happened. So, um, yeah, I think I think if as far as these kind of regional cups go, this is about as open as it gets. What do you guys think of it being so for San Antonio so front loaded for them? Like they play four matches, uh, you know, you know, while what Austin plays two, and both of those are against San Antonio. But El Paso and RGV only play one by the time that San Antonio completes four. Doesn't San Antonio finish by like 
August 29th or like 18th. They finish in August and it goes down to, I think it's another Austin has like the final match in like mid to late October. Yeah. Yeah. El Paso and Austin and then Austin and RGV both, both. So Austin has two games there in October and I know it was kind of that way for San Antonio FC last season too. We thought they were going to be out of the Copa Tejas a lot earlier than they were. And then like you guys mentioned already, it was a really close race. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much uh, of an advantage it is to still have games left. I know, like um, the end, towards the end of last season, obviously the the uh, locomotive had to play Austin late on in the season, and Austin was and locomotive were both pushing for a playoff spot as well. So it, it became more about that, and I think less about getting the points needed to to win the Copa. Um, Austin you know, came, came to El Paso and frustrated us for, uh, for 90 minutes and, and got the one, one draw. Um, but it was, it, it, it matters so much. I think the context of, of what's going on in the USL standings as well, because if you're fighting for that playoff spot, it's going to affect how you play in the, in the Copa as well. One of the things that I noticed last season and a couple of us commented on it, is had San Antonio won one more Copa Tejas match and defended like their hometown and their home territory, that would have been the difference in San Antonio FC going to the playoffs. So while the games are like a separate derby, they're also, you should be winning these because that game in the Copa Tejas could be the difference maker in the rest of your season. And they were edged out of the trophy and they were edged out of the playoffs and one won that RGV match where they were up to nothing and then ended up losing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the one I was sitting there thinking of. Yeah. It, it would have, it would have made the difference. And I think the teams and the coaches need to use it as an impetus. Well, yes, looking at all the other schedules and Hey, who do we want to play in what game? It, it could help come help come playoff time, you know, not just winning the Copa Deos, but, you know, treating every game in the Copa with that intensity. Especially, like, the teams like the, the you know, with San Antonio, RGV as well, those teams who, uh, for most of their uh, history in the USL, have been one of those uh, fringe, like, uh, teams that they might squeak into the playoffs or they just barely miss it by, like, one or, or two points and like you said, you know these kind these kind of matches. Uh, besides the fact that you're playing against uh, teams in your own state, so this is about bragging rights, you know. But also, like this, this also these games are also for three valuable points mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And so, you know, you've got to give it these games the importance that 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 it should. Because yes, although this team technically is for the supporters' groups bragging rights. Who are who are the ones that are out there on the on the pitch? You know, doing the uh, getting the results. It's the players and the, and the coaching staff. And you bring up a great point. I mean, last season, you know, minus uh, El Paso, who was doing pretty well in the standings. Um, you know, RGV, San Antonio, and Austin were all kind of right there in the middle of the table, where you know one game could have made all the difference. Mm-hmm. And who is lifting the trophy at the end? Definitely the supporters, but also in conjunction 
with the players as well. And so those players were lifting the trophy and it meant a lot to the Austin team, you could tell. So definitely. <laughs> Edson, I know you mentioned Chewy, so I kind of wanted to get y'all's opinion here. I know there were only a couple of players this season that kind of moved inner Copa Tejas, but um, okay. we had Billy Forbes going up to Austin, obviously, for the bold now. And then we had Chewy coming to, to San Antonio FC. Let's get your opinion first, man. Who do you think is the winner out of those two? San Antonio with Chewy Enriquez. Because if I'm not, if I recall correctly, Billy Forbes didn't really have a good second stint with, with San Antonio. Uh, and uh, Chuy Enriquez, like I mentioned before, he was one of the best players that, that we had uh, la last season uh, with RGVFC. Uh, not only what he could do like on the pitch, but also how he could he could motivate uh, the rest of the players when when things weren't looking good uh, for for RGV. And now he's now he's uh, pretty much defending two ten now, and it's a it's. Out of all the players that we lost uh, for this season, this is the one that hurt uh, me and a lot of uh, RGB fans the most. And I don't know what the impact really was for San Antonio FC fans to have lost Billy Forbes. You know, he kind of had some kind of off-the-field issue there towards the end of the season, so you couldn't really – it's not like he finished out the year with San Antonio FC. Just out of curiosity, from Austin's perspective, what was the reception like, you know, when you guys found out that y'all were signing Billy? Um, for as, as far as we're concerned, I mean, I, I don't I really can tell you anything about the the rest of the fans, but for us, if anything, experience, I guess, because I mean, I watched the games too, and besides the one where Harry came and hung out with us and totally cursed us, and like he hit one, you know, top <laughs> top was the top right corner, one of his little special thing he goes on his left foot, man. But it, other than that, man, just experience, because yeah, definitely his second stint was a little bit, you know, wasn't what you know. Well, anything will be expected, anyways, because once you hear Billy Ford, it's like, oh yeah, you know, he was, you know, was with Rising and all that, and was with Charlie the Scorpions, you know, before that, and he had pretty good stints there. So, I mean, it wasn't exactly what you know we thought it was going to be, but who knows? Maybe he gets, you know, uh, maybe he has enough legs left at least to, you know, bring on a little experience onto the team, you know, make some give, give something. You know what I mean? If anything, uh, we were hurting with as far depth was concerned uh, last year, especially towards the end. Y'all know the seasons are long, especially when you got a Copa Tejas, U.S. Open Cup going on. So, you know, maybe if, with that, maybe that would help out, you know, a lot for us too as well. So uh, definitely not, I guess, not excited. I mean, excitement, I guess you could say, but, you know, it was, it's, it's good. We'll see what he does here, I guess. Maybe another start somewhere else, a little different location might, you know, bring him, you know, might help out a little bit. Who knows? How has he looked this uh Offseason or this uh, preseason, if you you know if you've seen it, I wish I could tell you, dude. But you know, some of these people, it's you know closed. You know. <laughs> oh, we know. We're familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We've had to go with either our uh, you know the own team, you know, tweet, tweeting stuff out about it, or you know Chris Bills. I know y'all probably know him from the Statesman. He gets you know a little bit of access too, but even he, you know, he didn't, he didn't have a whole lot, I guess, to say. But um, hopefully, he's looking all right, man. Um, I know they they did they look pretty as far as reading all the articles. They, it sounded like they did okay, you know. Or, but I saw also a lot of trial lists were on there also as well. Go ahead and get like some of y'all said earlier already. Uh, but you know, really can't tell you a whole lot because of these whole closed practice type stuff. Or they'll tell you like an hour before they'll tweet something out. Oh yeah, by the way, uh, we're playing at Round Rock Complex or something today. If you want to come check it out, so 
uh, really can tell you a whole lot, but you know, all I can tell you is what we we hope to expect him to at least come and help out, at least in, in, in some way of capacity, anyways. Mm-hmm. He's got a strong left, man. That's for sure. You're absolutely right <laughs> yeah. about that. You know, I think teams just kind of figured him out there a little bit towards the uh, end of his career because even in that first stint with San Antonio FC, he had a pretty good hot streak there at the beginning, and then once teams kind of figured him out, he's uh, he's a little bit, um, I guess, one attack. You know, he's not very multi multi dimensional exactly. Yeah. So the knock, the knock, the knock. The knock I'm going to take a little bit of a different twist here. Um, one question I have kind of for everybody is from a community supporter perspective, how have you seen either the reception of Copa Tejas or how have you seen it impact, um, whether it's viewership or um, things of those things? I know this is a big, like, open-ended question. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's the question, I'll- not me. I'll, I'll I'll speak for El Paso just uh, and I mean I I don't speak for Eighth Notch by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the supporters group has its own kind of hierarchy and all that stuff, but um, one of the biggest things that we get on the show in terms of questions are about Copa Tejas. Like that they like the fans love it. They want they want the team to do well in it, and they want the team to focus on trying to win it. Um, I think it's ironic because. They did embrace it, and the team obviously didn't come through uh, in this particular iteration. But um, it is something; it's a it's a big emphasis from the supporters group, and I think I think you're you're more likely to see um, tifos and and those sort of like pre match displays uh, in those games because they are rivalries, and and I think we're trying to turn them into rivalries. And now that we have a season under our belt of playing all these teams, and we have kind of some some history now and some some shared uh kind of experience i think it'll be even more intense as we go forward so yeah it not just has really embraced it and and i think these rivalry games are easy for the teams to market as well so um so yeah it's been it's been great so far awesome i i i think from my side one thing that i would like to see um and it's something that i've talked to tim holt about uh is to make sure if you have traveling supporter groups to where if they want to bring drums, where they can bring drums, if they want to bring, you know, a TIFO that they can bring a TIFO as long as it's in line and, and, you know, the team sign off on it, you know, of course. But I think that would be um, something that would take it to the next level, especially among the supporter groups, because I know the Stampede, you know, and Mission City, because they tend to be the one that leads the, the Section 118 um, you know, there's been issues and, and, you know, um, uh, eighth notch last year when they came to San Antonio, they weren't allowed to bring their drums in. Um, so I think, I think, I think for, except for a TIFO, uh, except, except, you know, so to me, I think that's something that I know has been a point of emphasis for me to try to, you know, relay to the team saying, Hey, if, if we're going to have Copa Teos, the teams need to embrace the supporter culture. You know, uh, you know, because, you know, yeah, for the 90 minutes we go at it, but afterwards we're all in the, you know, you know, under the bridge, you know, drinking some beers, you know, having a good time. Uh, for the for most those part. that haven't been to a San Antonio FC match, that just sounds all kinds of wrong, right? We're under the bridge drinking a beer. But I'd like to get Rafa's perspective because he's a Mission City Firm member. And I know, like, for me personally, 
The thing I liked about Copa Tejas was for the longest time it was RGV in San Antonio FC. And then when Austin came along and we had some player transitions and stuff like that, Diego obviously being a big one moving up there, um, I think it kind of felt a little bit more like you had a 50-50 split of some people still felt that RGV was the big rival, some people felt Austin was the rival. And I think this Copa Tejas kind of gives us like one big rivalry between all the teams instead of this 50-50 kind of split. What was yeah. your insight like last season compared to kind of previous years? Yeah, I, I like I just going to hop in on Harry like it it kind of missed out not having that supporter group. You see it on TV, the supporter groups like especially the Cascadia Cup, you have the Seattle fans and the and the Portland fans kind of try to outdo each other with the, the TFOs and with the chance and stuff that we don't have that. And I think I think you know, like all the team ownership needs to line up. You know, it's just fun rivalry games. Like I said, who's the, who's the best team in Texas, and and that's that. And at the end of the game, you know, we're just gonna be there under the bridge, <laughs> under the bridge, <laughs> <laughs> under the bridge, or under the HEB one, or they're in Rio Grande, or or they're they're getting some tacos there in El Paso. It's whiskey, right? Is... You guys go down to the was it the whiskey? It, it's whiskey, right? Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey blonde, yeah, yeah, whiskey blonde. Yeah, wait, that's a way cooler place. So I just feel like this is in the bridge in, in more in more ways than not. It's air conditioning. The bridge, you can just kind of the bridge. Tag at USL memes in this because the fact that SAFC has tailgates under a bridge is just amazing. Hey, we even did a typo like, over the bridge one year. That <laughs> that that's literally, literally, what literally trolling. Literally trolling. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and let me tell you, after a game when it's pitch black, some of those guys look like trolls. Not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shots fired. But the party continues there. Uh, uh, this is, is my life. This, this is. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm in Twitter jail sometimes. Um, the other thing too is because all the GMs are obviously listening to this wonderful Copa Tejas um, live feed. I think they all need to get together and maybe say just for Copa games here's what we want and here's what we'll let your team do because i think it does need to be reciprocated it can't be just one team saying yes um i do think it needs to be all four teams unified and the ownership and the gm saying yes we'll do i don't care if it's on a napkin or a little handshake behind closed doors um but i think that it would be good um and i'm waiting for uh some El Paso fans to be tweeting us about the drums soon. So um, <laughs> what about I, in RGV or Austin? How have you guys seen it impact your community or the supporters groups? Well, with the supporters groups, it's been, uh, I think, uh, Copa Tejas certainly has hyped up um, the rivalries, not only with uh, San Antonio uh, FC, uh, but also with Austin and uh, and El Paso. Um they, you know, it, it certainly it certainly helped them out uh, with regards, like even though El Paso might be like extremely far away from RGV, it's like one point uh, from one extreme to the other of the Texas border uh, with Mexico. Um, but it, it really it really has you know shown like, hey, this is this is this is our our rival, but that doesn't make San Antonio or that doesn't make Austin less of our rival. It's like our priority of the rivalry is going to be, is San Antonio because of the history of uh, rivalship. Um, 
since, since its inception. Um, but but you know, it's it it, it kind of also uh, helps build um, soccer within within the, the within the state of Texas. Now, outside of the supporters groups, it may not have as much of an impact, mostly because um, at that point, RGB really wasn't uh, was didn't get his, their hang to didn't get a hang of how to promote Copa Texas, you know, outside of uh, social media. Um, but now with the changes being being uh, brought being brought in with uh, Ron Patel coming in and taking over uh, the presidency of RGB, uh, one of the things that I do want to bring up to him is, you know, how do how do we promote Copa Texas for the fans that aren't necessarily supporter group members to also be hyped up? uh about uh, about this because i know for sure the players uh coaches and uh and the supporters groups are 100 in on this but the fans need to be a lot more uh know about, about this about this rivalry and get it get it hyped up um for from here on out i am going to applaud the rgb ownership group mm-hmm. clap 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 we'll we'll dub some clapping sounds in because the RGV front office was the first front office and technically only front office to reach out to us to actually use the logo. So they reached out to us um, to get permission to use the logo um, in merchandise or marketing. I'm not sure what exactly they're gonna do with it, um, but yeah, we, we sent them copies and good files of the logo so that they could use it because we are trademarked. Um, and so I will say, RGV is quickly on the bandwagon doing that. They're quickly supporting that um, and promoting it. So I know that there's stuff in the works from the RGV perspective, but what you may want to do is ask them what it is and how in depth they're going to go as well with um, what they're going to do. Because yeah, I think it kind of caught all of the, the, the teams by surprise of like, Oh yeah, a a little derby, maybe we'll, you know, how cute. And then it's like, Oh, you have a trophy that's about half the size of a human. Um, and this is serious. And I think when Austin won it and there's a trophy you could lift up, I think that's when it became mm-hmm. real to everybody. Like, mm-hmm. oh. Like this, this is here to stay. Yeah. This this is an actual trophy. Like this is legit. It's not just like a fun little thing that some of the supporters groups dreamed up. This is really happening. And it's not a wooden spoon. Uh, no. Um, no, case, no, though, but I wouldn't mind with, you know, one of the other teams collecting the wooden spoons. I wouldn't mind that if you want to do that. Hey, picture. shout out to Edson. <laughs> I, I think that was the gentleman who also uh, challenged uh, Tim Holt to like a gentleman's bet, right? Mm-hmm. For the, yes. the RGV yes. San Antonio FC preseason match. Mr. Patel. So, yeah, Mr. Patel, I'm glad to see that you guys, uh, you know, have that new ownership. He seems like he's really interested in trying to uh, get some other people uh, on board with that. So what about down in Austin, um, especially since you won it, how, how have you, what have you seen kind of come from um, the Copa Tejas last season and maybe from winning it? No, definitely. I think uh, speaking for like Austin fans anyways, you cannot tell me it didn't matter to those fans when they were on the field banging on the drums. The GM is out there with them. The owner's out there with them. The players are kissing. Like that's when you knew it was kind of is a big deal to them because once you see grown-ass men, like, kissing inanimate objects and stuff, and, like, <laughs> it's like, man, it, it, it meant something to them. And I think also just growing up in Texas in general, man, whether you play soccer, you play football, baseball, 
rivalries are a big thing and bragging rights are a big thing in this state. It, 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 it's just, it's just one of those things. It's, and I think that that also helps this tournament out a lot is that, you know, especially people that are, you know, that are, you know, that are used to that kind of stuff and, uh, the pageantry, the, all that, man, it's, 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 it's a good time. And, uh, yeah, man, and we get asked about that all the time too. On when we get other podcasts, when we go out there, and they ask us, you know, at least you'll get one question about the Copa Teas and what it means. And it's like, nah, it's definitely it means a lot. It's it's, it's bragging rights, like I said. And um, yeah, it's and once you see the trophy, I, I know when uh, we had supporter groups, like members from everybody, and I and I got to meet y'all for the first time up there at the Velocity Lounge. I, you know, it felt real then too. You know, you pulled it out of that big ass case. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, oh wow, this thing is huge. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not just a cup here. This is an actual, like you said, like half a human body coming out of this big old case. So, nah, yeah, it's 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 a good time, man. You know, it's, it's something like you said. You know, uh, you know, I'm not saying that we're not looking forward to winning that USL Cup, but like, uh, when you get to lift something like you said, you know, it, it, yeah, it means something for sure. And we got a couple comments, Danielle. I just got to read real quick because I hadn't even been paying attention to this like I should. Hold on one second. Let me tell a quick funny story because okay. I'm about to throw Steve Arters under the bus. Um, and I can do that because he's not on the podcast. So he left me. He left me to do this fly solo. Um, so if you have not seen the setup, you would think that Steve was in like the CIA or something in a former life because this is literally a hard shell, like Samsonite, like suitcase. It's got like pillows and egg crate. It's literally like put all in here. He has rules for this. Like if it is dented, you break it, you buy it. I mean, this thing, he, he's probably taken more care of this probably than like some of his children. Um, <laughs> sorry, Sean. Sorry, sorry, Steve. But, you know, kids can get bruises. It's okay. This thing can not get a bruise, a scratch. I mean, we, we have like detailed like you cannot drink anything from this. No queso can be put in it. You must scrub it before you get. <laughs> Only in Texas do you have to make that rule. Can we uh, can we review those rules? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. The so the groups all yeah, got a, a copy of it, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, okay." They're <laughs> like, "So beer? What? Like, uh, <laughs> are these negotiable?" <laughs> um, but yeah, he has like this whole setup. So when it comes to town, like. You have to check this out. All right. So um, our Twitter comments. What do we got? Do we have some good questions? I want like good soul searching. Challenge me here, folks. Okay, guys. Bring us with your questions, but we have some funny comments. First off from uh, Cinco 12 Law. Don't be under the bridge in Austin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the supporters group for the bold, right? Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Shout out to the La Cinco Dose, man. Those guys. Come, you know, from the very beginning, man, come a long way. You see them grow in size, and then you had the drums out of nowhere. I don't know where that, you know, it's it, it got, yeah, they, shout out to those guys for sure. And they have, like, they have, like, not just, like, marching band drums. They have, like, the, the what are these? Samba. Thank you. So, um, yeah. So they're legit. They have all the flags, and they're in the end zone. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good time. No, yeah, definitely. Then we got a uh, son of Jetta ninety nine drum off under the bridge, which I definitely like that idea when awesome. Austin comes to town. Oh, hey, you guys. yeah, we need to incorporate that into a tailgate. So, Crocketeers, uh, everybody, get on it. Bring your drums. You may not be able to bring them into the stadium, 
I'm and, sorry, I don't have control over that. <laughs> but in the parking off. lot. Let's do it. So we'll bring it on here. And then RGV Stampede with my favorite comment here, uh, Copa Tejas ticket package, which I think is a great idea. Yes, there should be. That's a great way to promote, especially for a, a home team. You can sell, I know they like to do the packages, but you can sell three games. You can sell in like a, if you're in El Paso, you can sell an SAFC, the RGV, and the Austin Bold game. Yep. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Brilliant stampede. Get it. So bring us your questions. Keep commenting. Here, here Steve may, uh, or Scott may or may not look at, look at him, but um, <laughs> he doesn't. Just need a commemorative uh, shirt for the package. You got, you got his Twitter. So, um... What else? So, what are some things you guys? What else would you guys love to see at a tailgate? Bigger, I don't know. In Austin, I would like to see one. Period. You know what I mean? So, you know, you get some people out there, but like a lot of people don't know about it. So, I'd like, you know, I just like to see and more interaction. I think Harry. I hung out with Harry one time out at, and it was just me and him and a couple of other people just drinking brews. So, uh, but yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more. So, Cinco Dos or anybody listening, y'all. Get on that, man, for real. Yeah. In, Ever in Everly's Army, too. So, yeah, maybe in Austin, that's what you do is, um, I know it's not quite the right setup, but maybe you just have Copa Tejas tailgates mm -hmm. specifically. Yeah, that's kind of a tough setup. Yeah, but because it, it's mainly, I, I, and I know the game that we went up there for, it was also like 20 degrees, so nobody oh, no. really wanted to get out of their yeah. cars to tailgate, you know. But, yeah, I'm sure that they can come up with something for a tailgate area for those matches. Yeah. One of the uh, big things this year compared to last is a lot of our away games last year for Locomotive were during the week. Right. Mm -hmm. So we were playing like Wednesday in San Antonio, Wednesday in Austin, Wednesday in, in anything remotely close was during the week. This this year, pretty much every game is on a weekend. So San Antonio, Austin, for sure, like you're going to get a lot more. Uh, representation from from El Paso this time around than you did last time, uh, last year. So, so the USL Championship, thank you USL Championship for that. <laughs> well, it was embarrassing to have both El Paso San Antonio matches on Wednesdays yep. in both cities. And the year before yep. it was RGV, I think that we played on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Yeah, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. Yep. Yeah, um, I mean they want to build they want to build up a rivalry, but they don't give it the ability to to grow by having it on the weekends. Yeah, that, that was just bad scheduling um, by by the USL Championship. All right, I do want to say, you know, going back with the whole interacting with each other thing, uh, I know uh, that the Stampede, we welcome uh, vi visiting uh, visiting team mm -hmm. fans and uh, supporters groups to to, to tailgate uh, with us uh, at, at HB Park. Uh, so if any of y'all decide to make the trip over there to, to the Rio Grande Valley, to HB Park, you guys are more than welcome to hang out with with Stampede. Uh, usually, I when I make the trip uh, down from Houston over there, uh, you know, I tend to be and hang out with them. So, uh, uh, so that gives us all a chance to interact with uh, in person. I know with Harry, the times that I've gone to San Antonio, you know, we've uh, we've chatted uh, for for, uh, for quite some time. So, and it's pretty enjoyable. We keep him around. He's all right. <laughs> oh, the one I didn't get to chat with was was uh, Phil and I don't think I met you uh, in El Paso last year, right? I think you were out that game. No, yeah, I, I was uh, indisposed. So yeah, it being a week a weekday, it just makes it brutal. <laughs> um, 
But I, I credit you for making the trip because I know it's a haul. I've, I've made that drive. Yeah, me and Rafa. From San Antonio. <laughs> but, um, but no, I'm, I'm really happy that because I'm almost certainly like now that they're on the weekend, it's going to be able to make the, the away trips for, for the Copa. So I'm, I'm really excited. Harry has a spare bedroom, too. <laughs> you laugh, but had Chris Walker stay with us, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, the team from uh, New Mexico. Mexico. We won't say that, its name. That team up north. That team, that, north. that team, yeah, that team there, uh, Colorado South uh, for it here. But uh, now, nah, so I got a couch, so, but yeah. Well, Danielle, I'm going to keep you on schedule here, girl. We got a, a time for a couple more topics, so... What uh, other questions did you have before we wanted to uh, wrap up our first ever Copa Tejas show? And I, I'd love to do something I'd love to see this season is, is more of this type of stuff. You know what I mean? Maybe we do a check-in after a couple months and we have some standings and some results and stuff like that as well. And just kind of keep this thing going and try and build up some of that no- notoriety. Heck yeah. So one of the other things, too, that... You can swear. Um, I know um, I have been working with SAFC on is they actually made one of their Copa nights, um, uh, one of the college nights. And so they're working with UTSA to come out for one of the Copa nights. Um, All of it pending, pending um, Danielle and all her moving parts. But so that's another great idea, you know, use, use it to draw other fans. We made sure it wasn't on the RGB night with the orange and the orange just doesn't work. Uh, that, would, <laughs> that would not be right. That was like the first thing I looked at. Um, you know, so one of the things I do want to say, and, and I'll just kind of have a couple comments and then I'll let you guys each, if you guys have one question each, we, we can kind of go around real quick. Um, one of the things that I love is, the season is long. It's like April to October. My math isn't good, but I feel like that's like six, seven, eight months, something like that. Um, it's a long season with a lot of teams, new teams, old teams, some we don't even know. Um, you don't even know who's in our league, who's playing. The one thing that I love is that with the Copa Teas games, there's at least that handful of games that really give meaning to the schedule. It's like, okay, well, if I'm not going to make a game, what are the games that I can miss? What are the games that I want to watch? What do I want to watch on TV? Because there are standings now. There's there's <coughs> rankings. Um, which games am I going to go watch? Which games am I going to go? Because we're all so strapped, especially in the summer. There's vacation. There's kids. Although now there's coronavirus. No one's going anywhere. We're watching everything on TV. So I love that it gives meaning. I love that it gives fans that meaning of what's important, a pride in their team. And and it's kind of helping to bring, I feel like, some of the, the maybe the fence fans or the border fans, bringing them a little closer into the fold, bringing them a little a little closer in. And so um, that's just one of the things that we're excited about. Um, and I'm going to be honest, and I say this all the time, and um, the team that does this will make, earn major brownie points from me, but I want to see, like, a Copa Tejas match be that match where – when you're looking at the schedule, what games are we going to go all out in terms of atmosphere, crowd, supporter mm-hmm. section? I mean, I want to see a marching band on the field doing like the yeah. banner in the beginning or like the halftime show. And I want I want those marching bands to do the little people motions and you see the little person moving across the field. Um, I want to see that. Like, I want to see those special high end things. I want to see, you know, hey, maybe we don't do TIFOs all season. But this is the game. We're going to do a TIFO. We're, we're going to make it big. We're going to cover a section. Um, I want to see the, the crowds um, and the supporters groups have special chance. 
um, tailgates, you know, everyone does a really awesome theme for like the tailgate. They got great food. They've got people coming out. We've got both teams coming out. I loved when like RGV would come over and we would take pictures with RGV and SAFC or El Paso or Austin. Mm -hmm. And it'd be these great, um, uh, you know, ways that the supporters come together. I also think one of the coolest moments of the season was um, right after it was, it was towards the end of the season when the shooting happened in El Paso. And while we're all rivals on the field, the support off the field was incredible. Um, I know in San Antonio, there was a moment of silence and it was just, it was just eerie and incredible and so powerful. And so, and I know all of the teams in their communities were, were raising money for El Paso and for the community there. Um, I think the, one of the following games, um, El Paso played maybe RGB or Austin, and they also did something really special um, for the teams and for the community. And so I just love how we may be big rivals and it may be who's the bigger rival and who is our rival. Um, but when it matters, um, Texas really came together and Texas United. Um, and, and so it was just great to see like Copa cares, you know, uh, the, the tournament cares, the people care, the supporters group cares. And while we can trash talk all we want off the field and on Twitter, um, when it matters, that's when um, Texans came up big. And so that was just, there was just something that, that was bigger than all of us. And, and, and I love to see. Um, and so that's kind of one of my, my last thoughts um, that I wanted to make sure that we shared, but I'd love to go around and just give each, um, each podcast an opportunity either to um, say something or ask a question, whether it's to me or the whole group. And then Scott will end if you have any questions on Twitter. Sounds good. Harry, do you want to uh, speak for us? <clears throat> no. <laughs> Rafa's Roth, been quiet over there. Rafa's always uh, the quiet one. It's like Jay and Silent week. Bob. Except for the high school stuff. Except for the high school <laughs> when stuff. When I get Harry mad because I put Southwest at number two. Yeah, so there was an idea here on Twitter. And I'll, I'll, this will be my question. Then I guess we'll use uh, our Twitter peeps here watching for our uh, segment. Um, what about a uh, embarrassing bet for last place finish? Um, I'm kind of envisioning something like that, and I could see, uh, you know, like the first place supporters group getting to make the last place supporters group doing something, or even us here on the podcast if we wanted to get some kind of uh, wager going. Maybe uh, the, the the winner Put on a shirt. Makes Put on a different the, team shirt. Different oh. team shirt. I was I was even going to take it a step game, further. Go to their own home game, wearing the other dude. The other no, like the other. Game. I was I was thinking oh. a chant. The losing supporter group would have to do the winning supporter group's chant just to make yes. it even like more, you know, heartfelt. <laughs> You guys are taking it next level. <laughs> hey, the suggestion on Twitter was clown suit jumping into a bathtub of ice, I believe. So I think that's next level. When we win, we can have them jump in the in the San Antonio River. They're in downtown. They will come out with something. Yeah, I don't know about that river walk. They can make them jump in the river walk. I love it. We'll have to we'll have to come up with something good. Right, are gonna eat at Chico's Tacos out here in El Paso. Is that the worst spot? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna enjoy it. 
<laughs> or any tacos in Austin, for that matter. <clears throat> oh, wow. And, hey, you've been going to the right spots, man. That's what they all say. You ain't got no Chipotle here or Chewy's or something like that. I got to go to those messed up, like, hole-in-the-wall looking places, man. But ain't nobody want to go to the east side, though. That's where you find those at, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Taco trucks are good, too. All right. El Paso, Phil, what you got for us? Gosh, uh, I mean, it is, uh, we got obviously a, a big, big season coming up, but there's a lot of unknowns, but I just, I want to know who, uh, who each uh, team thinks is their best newcomer. Um, Cause we kind of got a feel for each other last year, but who's the one player who, who you think is going to make the biggest difference now that they're on your team? Hmm. You want to start there, Edson? Who wants to start? Ah, <laughs> uh, man. It's it's really tough, uh, but for me, I would say the the newcomer that's gonna make the biggest impact. Um, and I want to, and the reason I call him a newcomer is because he only played like two games last season, and that would be Juan Carlos Obregón. Uh, he's been on, he's been on fire uh, during preseason, and I think he is going to be uh, the newest uh, player to jumpstart uh, the attack for RGBFC. All right. I think for me, for San Antonio FC, uh, kind of to piggyback off that, not really a new player, but new player considering he's on an actual professional contract this year, uh, would be Jose Gallegos. I mean, he's just been lighting it up in the preseason for San Antonio FC. And uh, even in that uh, preseason scrimmage versus FC Dallas, he was making defenders stumble and to see a young kid doing that and just how much he's grown in the offseason from last year to this year, he's an entirely new player for our team this year. And I know we were kind of chatting about who that leading goal scorer for San Antonio FC might be this season. And I could see Jose Gallegos now that he's not going to NC State and staying for the whole year. I could see that being him for our team. I'm actually going to go with Mitchell Tanner because uh, the Weakness of San Antonio last year was their defense, um, and especially height in the defense. And I think him coming over some sa- from Sacramento, um, you know, pairing with Montgomery, you know, the the Loney from FC Dallas, I think gives that that center back presence that SAFC did not have last year. That's uh, my man crush, FYI. If you don't listen to the show. <laughs> Mine's kind of half and half. Like I said, it's probably Gallegos, and our new, our new defender. But if you watch Gallegos, that, especially that Central Catholic game, that final, that you, when you win four state championships in a row and you score on FC Dallas in one week, you know, that, that tells you something. He's, he's that special. And mm-hmm. I, I think he's really going to take it to the next level, and I'm, I'm sure the other teams are going to probably notice that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the MLS, you know, in the future. And and Central Catholic beat Cathedral, right? Yeah, that's and right. So hopefully not a uh, omen of things to come. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, down at Three Bolt, Three Birds. Who's your newcomer? Uh, we got we actually we got a we had a few of them, but as far as like what, as far as impact, me personally, uh, that. That left back, uh, Joe, who we just got from Colorado Switchbacks. Mm, um, just like what Harry was saying about, you know, the, their weakness was the back line. So was Bowles' weakness, man, especially when speed 
uh, when other teams had speed up in the front. So uh, he has great size. Uh, he's just, what, 6'1", 6'2". Uh, he's got a deadly left foot, too. I've seen him strike. You know, he, he let a few of them go from outside the box uh, from distance. So, you know, he had a few – I think he let his team in assist or something, too. So him and Breck Evans, the young guy, man, the center back, man, that we got from North Texas SC, I know he was like – Really, he's like in his early 20s, really young cat. He was already made captain. Uh, he helped him out with 14 clean sheets, I think, that led the league for him. So that's that's who my biggest additions, I think, are for Austin Bowl, especially since we needed that help, mm-hmm. uh, that defensive back line. So that, that, that's ours. Yeah, it sounds like you're showing some stuff up. All right, so I'm going to go to RGV. What's your what's your one question or comment? Um, I think I think it, mine would be more more of a, a comment uh, regarding that you know I'm looking forward to see how much if how much Copa Texas grows in this in this next season uh, we saw we saw a huge amount of growth in this one season and it gives it kind of set the the bar re- really high to what now with that experience that we've gained as podcasts that supporters groups uh, have uh, have gained with Copa Texas, how, you know, you all, you, uh, um, in being able to coordinate this, uh, what we can do to help each other may make this grow. Uh, like I said, I, I did receive that that uh, that uh, comment regarding, you know, what we can have the, the last place finishers do. And I think I do, and I think I do agree at, uh, of having the loser podcast uh, where the other, the first team places uh, kit or, or yes. shirt yes, on the San show. Yes, but San Antonio has yeah. an awesome kit. Everybody wants to wear it. <laughs> yeah. You got the little checkerboard. Evil, evil, evil Croatia? <laughs> evil Croatia. <laughs> evil Croatia. Yeah, I like that. There's, someone's got to be a villain, right? Yeah, I feel like some, most of the time it's me, but and I'm interested to hear what seriously loco. Who we didn't get to hear who your favorite newcomer oh, was. Oh yeah, man. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's, it's all good, Come on, Danielle. Yeah, I'm host. Terrible. I was gonna squeeze it in regardless, but <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, no, I mean for us, uh, we just had kind of our last player announcement right before the season, and uh, one of the big question marks this off season was who's going to kind of take that number 10 and spot after Velasquez departed. Um, and, uh, and Dylan Mares, who spent time in the league before he was in NASL with Indy 11. And then he, he was with Miami FC um, in NASL, then followed them to NPSL and has just been like kind of grinded down there in the lower leagues. Now um, he's, he's with us. He's been playing the whole preseason. He's got four goals already in preseason, had a brace against Phoenix early, uh, the, just this past week, um, so a lot of a lot of problems we had. Unlike all you guys, our issue was scoring. So um, so he's that kind of dynamic presence on the edge of the area where if we're having trouble breaking teams down, he can create something kind of out of nothing and uh, give us that moment of magic that could could uh, give us the lead. Where in the past we just kind of bang our head against the wall and. Hope, hope something sticks, uh, but in this case, um, I think we've got a, a dynamic uh, goal scorer and, and playmaker who can really change things for us. Awesome. And forgive me. <laughs> it's, it's already forgiven. It's fine. Okay, good. All right. So real quick, because I just, I just received it right now, the, one of the comments that were made, because I know uh, last season, 
I believe Copa Texas was on the schedule to make the trip to the Rio Grande Valley, but for uh, there was some something that came up that uh, didn't make didn't make it happen. Uh, they were tell, they're telling me if there's a way that uh, there could be some sort of like a rainy fund, you know, in, in extreme circumstances where the cup uh, or you as the organizers aren't going to able to make it to let's say El Paso or, or RGV. Uh, to take the to, to take the cup of if there was a way to like uh, have have it done with uh, that 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 those funds that we kind of pitch in uh, all of the supporters or the podcast. Yes, someone just needs to give Steve their firstborn child in exchange for the trophy, and he will release it to um, someone other than him or myself. Um, no, seriously, we um we we understood that, and we saw that as a big. Um, we, we it grew a lot bigger and a lot faster than we thought we thought year one it's just going to be casual and we just got a trophy because you got to have something um and we really believed in having a trophy not just a cutting board with four squares on it um so we wanted a trophy we love we love uh, the look of a trophy but it just got a lot bigger and it was sort of like three quarters of the way into the season when we're like, Oh, we got to make some trips. And, uh, um, so we literally are scheduling these things, um, to happen. So it is, it is a priority for us to get to the RGV and to get to El Paso. Um, we're, we're trying to coordinate. We would love if like the SAFC supporters groups or if SAFC got a bus and we could all just take a bus down, um, I know that's something that we always talk about every season is let's take take a trip to um, the valley, but we we're doing that and we're um, I'm prying Steve's fingers off the Samsonite and we're releasing <laughs> it. Um, Harry's already volunteered um, if, if there's a trip that we can't make, but more importantly, Steve and I love to see the supporters groups and the different the different cultures you guys have and, and how you're embracing it, and so that's important to me. I, I like to see a little bit of the touchy feeling and the relationship. I wanna, Gross. I wanna be a part of that, and so I love seeing you guys kind of embrace it and take pictures, and 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 that means a lot to me. Um, and that kind of keeps us going when um, I'm paying for stickers on my own, you know, on my own mm-hmm. personal card, and um, every month the the website comes out of my comes out of my account, and, and we got a lot of um, just maintenance and administrative fees like any supporters group, and so um, yes, we it. it I don't think, I don't know if, if I'm coming across that it's, this is a priority yeah. to get to RGV in El Paso. It, it, it truly is. Um, I also have some, I have a, one of my best friends and former roommates lives in El Paso. And so now this is like additional motivation for me to get down there. I know. Um, so, and then we know um, the Austin game is, is SAFC gets a whole, pretty much a whole section to ourselves. Um, and so we, we definitely will be there for that. Um, we just have to get on the schedule. Um, I work in, in higher ed. And so this has been my like busy week next week is spring break. So I'm getting my calendar. So we'll actually be able to say when we're, when we're going down. So, um, we love you RGB and we love you El Paso. Um, and I have some stock photos and stuff with, with all the teams and, um, swag and scarves. So don't worry. It won't just be yeah. SAC scarves on on the trophy anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got I got the Twitter hate from that. I listen to all you guys. I read the Twitter. Don't worry. <laughs> we take it seriously. We listen and we start implementing them. Um, but it literally has become a full time job with 
um, mm-hmm. podcast for teams. Mm-hmm. Each team now has like multiple supporters groups in each team. So it, it's, a, it's a lot of moving parts. Um, <laughs> And Steve and I are like, because we needed another job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we all sign up for this, right? Absolutely. So yes, it it's don't even worry. It, it's happening. It's happening. And if not, it will it will be there in the other um, ones. Um, Steve's Steve's little fingers yeah. are coming up. He's gonna give me such crap, by the way, everyone, about this <laughs> podcast. I am gonna Well it's hear his own it. fault for not being here. You I know, know he yeah. had a good reason though, Harry. Yes. I know he has a valid reason, reason but you know it, it was it there, there was a, an emergency that came up and so um families mini trophy. So I was moving and I was like you need to get this trophy. I'm giving you this trophy because if not, I was throwing everything away. I'm like, it's in my way. And so I gave it back to him. I'm like, the trophy needed to appear. Um, but I know I, I like keeping things to, to time um, so everyone can listen to it on their commute. Um, let's go down to um, my favorite friends in Austin. What's up? What questions or comments do you have? Hmm. As far as what, like, what the impact of the Copa Tejas and just oh, the last comments? Last oh. question um, or comment? No, I mean, there's not really not got a question. I mean, uh, actually, you know, I, first and foremost, you know, appreciate every single one of y'all because when we first came out, this is who we came to. We asked you guys, first of all, to be friends with us and then went on to everybody else. But y'all, you know, a lot of y'all responded. So appreciate that. Uh, appreciate Copa Tejas for making this happen, actually, man, because this is, it's, to live something in the midseason, you know what I'm saying, and and like you said, not only not only does it, you know, you get bragging rights for here, but it can also maybe help you out, maybe get a jump into that playoff, maybe get that last playoff spot, you know, meaningful play, another meaningful game. Uh, I like also that uh, as, as far as the games that I saw where the Copa Tales was involved, the fans love it, like they're they're all for it, they're, and that's and that was a big thing to see that yeah, like you said, it, it actually when I first heard it. Uh, I wasn't gonna, I'm not gonna say I was surprised it got, you know, how you say it got big that quick, but, you know, that one shouldn't be much of a surprise. It's Texas. We love rivals. We like, you know, bragging rights over somebody else. You know, everything's bigger in Texas, of course. We throw that in everybody's face. So it's always good to have something else that we can throw in somebody's face, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so definitely, no, nah, it was, a, it was it's definitely uh, for us, man. We enjoy it. Uh, I know the players enjoy it. And as far as our players are concerned, uh, I know uh, Coach Marcelo. <laughs> It was a lot easier also for us here in Austin to actually accept and love something like this, not only because, you know, just football and other sports is really big here, but Coach Marcelo himself, man, being from Brazil, they have their own state championship thing where all this, you know, the teams in Brazil play against each other and they, you know, trying to fight for bragging rights for the best team and, you know, I guess country for them, but state here. So uh, having him around, I also love this and seeing him get up and close with the trophy and hold on to it tight as well was also big to see, so. Definitely. And uh, before I go, though, because I know I said Cinco Dos earlier, Everly's Army, if you're listening, hey, sorry I missed y'all. Y'all too. Appreciate y'all for also, you know, helping out with Austin soccer as well, man. And thank you know, thank y'all too for helping us out with our podcast. So. Oh, you got a little Everly scarf. I love it. Um, you know, both, both, uh, both supporters groups were awesome in supporting us um, and helping, helping to organize things when we came up with the trophy and getting kind of like a little mini tailgate slash meet and greet with um, representatives from all of the supporters groups. Um, so that was awesome. I, yeah, Everly is Army is, and I made some good friends chatting with them um, all night. Um, do we have anything else on Twitter? I think that mm. kind of wraps it up. 
Okay, so um, I just want to say thank you to all the teams, all of you guys here who make it happen, who um, support us in everything we do. Keep me in line, keep us on track. Um, please um, keep spreading the word and be on the lookout. Uh, probably by the end of the month, I'm going to have something pretty awesome and uh, I will show our, our potters when we're done so they can kind of, um, yeah, you guys are going to like it. So, um, all right. You need a mini trophy to share between all of us. You know, anytime you see us <laughs> on our pod, right on the desk. <laughs> Not a dollar bills, y'all. Not a dollar bills. Um, all right, so I got no fancy phrases, so peace out, y'all. <laughs>